right, so we're here with Alex, um, who is a second year student at college and a Bachelor of Commerce and Advanced Studies student at the University of Sydney, majoring in finance and software development. That's me. All right, welcome to the podcast, Alex. Thank you, thanks for having me. No worries. So why don't we just dive straight in? Um, why don't you give me a bit of background on kind of where you grew up, what you got up to, where you went to school, and I guess how you ended up at Drew's? So yeah. Quite a long time ago. Yeah. Um, so I grew up north shore of Sydney, pretty basic. Quite a few people are around from around there. Um, I lived in Roseville until year seven, and I went to Roseville Public, which was a great time. A lot of space there, and then they started doing a lot more building, so ended up moving to, to Knox in year five, which was a bit earlier than expected, but ended up finding my like friendship group from school in year five, and I still have like those five as my closest mates. Oh, nice. So yeah, that same year, found the five, and like we're still so close. Um, was it the type of system where you kind of go through with the same class all the way through high school, or does it change each year? Yeah, so they have... They have like accelerated kind of classes for two accelerated classes per year mm. in year five and six and in the, in high school also there are a few more um, and yeah we were pretty much all of us were in there um, but yeah it was it was lovely it was a great time. How did you first feel do you remember like I know it's a while ago when you moved over to Knox was it intimidating were you a bit? I was I was really lucky because I had five or six people from my primary school moving over with me um so I was yeah I came in knowing a few people but similar to when I joined Drew's I made sure that when I'm when I'm like if I'm going to move somewhere make an effort to get involved with everyone else and not really um just stay with the people that you know so got put into a new class not many of them were in that class and then yeah just like made sure I was kind of out of my comfort zone I don't know if in year five I was like that um but, yeah, made sure that I was trying to make new friends and then, yeah, that, that all formed, which was lovely. And then how, how, how did you find high school from that point onwards and what kind of things were you involved in? I loved it, yeah. High school was an absolute great time. I reflect on it as such, a, such an amazing experience because I had, yeah, I had a stable group of friends. I had classes that were enjoyable, teachers that were great. I just, I have very little to complain about at high school and... Um, I was, I played water polo for the first time in year five, I think, in a comp outside of school and then played it ever since then pretty much. Right, so water polo was kind of your main sport through school? Yeah, yeah, played it summer and winter pretty much the whole time and right. then um, played a bit of soccer on the side. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess have you continued on with the water polo or what made you stop if you did? Um, in, so I, I was playing playing quite a bit until like year 11 and then I stopped due to HSC I couldn't really commit to traveling from home down to Sydney Uni because I was playing for Sydney Uni for the club mm-hmm. um I couldn't commit to doing that like four times a week on top of school training and then work on top of like school work on top of that mm-hmm. um so ended up pretty much dropping water polo entirely and picked up AFL in my final year that was a great time Something to do socially in my final year. Yeah, yeah it was really Do you think, I guess, the sports that you played in high school, I guess, have they kind of, 
what's your opinion on sport or has it, have they changed kind of the way that you live your life day to day now? I don't know, because just for me, for example, I was always pretty big into soccer and then kind of started getting into the gym because I felt like this need to stay active and, you know, stay fit. 100%. Um, did you have a similar kind of thing? Yeah, 100%. I've always, I've always stuck to, like, stay active as much as you, as much as you can, really. Mm-hmm. Even through during like HSC I said I dropped water polo but like I was I was like running and then playing AFL making sure I was staying active um yeah and just tried to get involved with as many sports as I could afterwards because the social aspect of it is just amazing Mm -hmm. basketball you can play with whoever you don't have to be good people can come down start playing um picked up golf for a bit yeah just been doing bits and pieces I just love the social aspect of it it's such a good excuse to stay active and um yeah, yeah see people pretty much nice um and i guess knox is known for being a pretty big school with you know a lot of people um what kind of things were you involved in on the school front if any at all um so languages i was i was pretty big into yeah. languages so my final two or three years i was a languages ambassador really um yeah That's for german thing. german was my language my yeah. dad came from germany um, when he was 17, um, and so I got German family also, and be, been speaking German since year eight, and then did it for my HSC also, and yeah, did an exchange over there, um, that and sport, that was pretty much, that was pretty much it. Nice, yeah. okay, and something else I kind of want to talk about, um, and we've talked about it with a few people, I think, so far in the podcast is kind of the idea of side hustles and doing other things, and I've heard that you've had kind of at one point in this party business do you want to talk a bit about that and how it came to fruition yeah, and what yeah. it was like yeah um so back in i think it was year nine probably maybe year 10 i me and my good mate he was really into music he started djing um and we realized that people want to be going to parties but not everyone was having them at that point they're really expensive no one parents aren't really wanting to put out like two grand on a party or something for their kids at that age. So we decided to start a little business where people would purchase a ticket for our first one was $12.50 or $15. And we had 300 or four to 400 people per event um, purchasing the tickets. Um, initially, we got the hype around it by picking four or five people from different schools as our ambassadors pretty much mm. and they would they, they would pretty much promote the event we'd give them free tickets yeah. like four or five free tickets um I, we might have given them a little bit of money and they would just whenever we needed to do like a round of promotion kind of thing they would send out the word and then mm. our first our first event sold relatively quickly like it wasn't it wasn't um too slow and we sold out that one had it it just went off so well like to the T yeah. we didn't really make too much money off of that one because we wanted to put it all into the next mm-hmm. next one um, had our second event a few months later that was Halloween themed I think oh no it was summer party actually um, at, and we do these in community halls so we'd rent out these community halls we were underage so we got a friend in a year above to sign the halls for us and we give him a little bit of money yeah. so he was liable which was um 
yeah, probably not the best thing, <laughs> but it made sense for us at the time. And then, um, yeah, we'd have to inform the cops, hire security, and having the security try and take you seriously when you're that age. Yeah. They just think, like, they run the show, and you're like, this is, like, my thing. Yeah. You know, like, listen to us. It's, that was kind of something I learned mm-hmm. at that age. Um, and we, we wanted to make sure that both of us were very adamant that it wasn't going to have anything to do with our parents. None of our parents funding, nothing like that. We wanted to make sure, like, this is us and we're not going to build it from something like our parents have done. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, we got to our, had our second party and that one sold out, like, within the day, which was amazing. We, we put the prices up to $20, $25. Yeah. And it all sold out and eventually one of the tickets resold for $50. And wow. Yeah, no, it was, it was such a cool... <laughs> such a cool experience like having that and then that didn't go off as well we had one and a half grand worth of damages i accidentally booked security for the wrong day so i had to pay them then and then the other day so learned quite a bit from that one and then we had another one um that went off quite well we tried to go into younger years but it just wasn't as like easy to reach them because we didn't really know who who to talk to from those years um and then HSC came around, we kind of died down. We did a few gigs here and there where people would hire us for um, DJ and photography. And then um, HSC came around, that died down. Then COVID came around when we were, it, we were kind of keen to pick it back up. And then, yeah, yeah, it's just been pretty pretty settled since then. Mm. Oh, that's a pain, but I guess it's been a good experience. Like w- what advice would you give to anyone kind of around our age? Because as you mentioned, it's a lot harder to get taken seriously. Mm. What kind of advice or what things did you learn from that experience? Giving it a go. Like, yeah. the biggest thing was I kind of expected people to judge a bit. Like, oh, who do they think they are? Like, yeah. why why are they doing this? This is, this is going to bomb, things like that. But just like, all you're going to lose is a bit of, maybe a little bit of money. Money at this age, you, it's it's minuscule in comparison to what you could earn later on just like take the risk I reckon um and it was out of anything it was a learning experience it wasn't it wasn't really like a a huge money grab or anything like that um it was it was just like realizing that you can do it on your own and then following through with it and then having something for other people to enjoy it's just it's great and if you have like an idea I'd say it's the best thing is to just give it a go, give it a shot. Don't just kind of think about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's great advice. Okay, let's jump now kind of towards college. Um, how did you kind of find out about college? Um, and how did you end up here? What was that process like? Yeah, um, so I was keen on college because my sister, she moved up to Newcastle and she lived, at co- lived on college there. Mm-hmm. And I would, she just had a great time. Um, and I was just so excited. I didn't know where I was going to go. I was thinking maybe ANU, something like that. And then my cousin, he went to St. Paul's. I did a tour around there. And then that same day, was um, Drew's was open. I was like, all right, we'll give it a shot, see what it's like. And then did a tour around Drew's. I was like, it's so open. And that was a big thing, like having open land, just like greenery, things like that is so important for me at least. Um, so went around there, was like, this is a great place. And being at an all-boys school, it's also kind of a deterrence having to go 
into another college where you're all boys mm-hmm. could just repeat that process of this girls being separated from guys yeah. and then um, yeah there's like a whole um, stigma kind of attached to it mm-hmm. so I was like why not Drew's is a great college like athletic people are smart here and then yeah that's when I was I was very set on going to Drew's cool and I guess you know reality at college is sometimes a bit different to what we perceive it to be and what other people make it out to be what do you think your initial impressions of Drew's as a place um, was say when you first came in um, that day when you toured balls as well and how do you think your image of Drew's has changed after having been here now for two and a bit years yeah um yeah, well, a good a good thing I reckon I, I've realised in my time was you join... Oh, you, you, I went on my tour and I you see it all and you're like, everyone looks so happy. Like, everyone's probably just like putting this on, just like a facade kind of thing, just so you feel as comfortable as possible because they have to. Maybe they're getting paid to do these tours, things like that. And then af- after spending a year and a half here, you realise that people actually are that genuine and are that happy people are volunteering to do these things because they want you to experience what they've experienced Mm. and the the like saying hi to everyone in the hallways kind of thing you you thought as you're walking by yeah they're just being friendly but everyone's genuinely genuinely like that yeah okay yeah that's good because i mean i want people who are coming into college to kind of get an idea of what it's like when you're in here rather than just what it's like from the outside when Mm. you first get that initial impression um yeah cool uh i guess sticking on the college topic who are your who were your close friends when you first came to college and who are they now um so when i first joined it was it was like you need to try and jump in kind of and just like yeah dip your toes and everything and try and try and get to know as many people as possible mm-hmm. um and Pat Marnie, he was one of my first really good friends. And then I knew Digby from school. We weren't super close then. And then we got a lot closer last year. And um, Hayley Virus, she moved back to Perth uh, this year. And Grace, we were all, we were all like really good friends. Um, Sem one. And then from the people on my level, my room was close to Roe and Rob Aberdee, and then Mia Hassan joined SEM2. And then um, I met Foggs, Matthew Fogarty, um, in the second semester. So I didn't know him at all first semester. And yeah, now we're really, really close. Um, And then that's pretty much stayed the same, as well as obviously like other people. Um, But that'd be like the core group around me. Nice. Okay, cool. I think that's a pretty good overview of, I guess, you as a person. Um, maybe we might jump into a couple of, like, quickfire questions. Mm-hmm. Um, are you more introverted or extroverted as a person? Extroverted. Do you have any siblings and how many? Yeah, one sister. She's oh. older. Cool. Yeah. Um, what's your favourite dining hall meal? Oh, that's a good one. I'm just always a big fan of the schnitties. Yeah. It always does well. Yeah. Um, how many cups of coffee would you drink in a day? Zero. I try to not be dependent on caffeine, but yeah. sometimes you get in a little rhythm and then you're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Do 
Definitely. Um, do you have any middle names? And if so, what are they? Yeah, I got two. Peter Graham. And Centrelink doesn't like that because <laughs> they, the guy on the phone got confused that I had two middle names. It's like, name. it's usually like, you yeah. just have one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, your college room burned down, what's one thing you'd want to save? I got a Mussolini. Oh, no, actually got that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is it? Because I got all my photos that I could reprint. Um, actually, probably the sound system in my room because yeah. I got it from my dad and he he just found it in the back of a cupboard and it's amazing. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah. If somebody could only see your Instagram or only knew you from your, I guess, public-facing image as like one of the food secretaries at Drew's, for example, what do you think people would think of you? Or how do you think people would describe you based on those things? Mm. Um, I don't. I don't think I put much out on social media because I just I'm not a big fan of it. Um, but people probably, if they're basing it off the role as food secretary, probably think I'm more of like a jokester than than a genuine person. So probably more down that avenue as me not being as genuine as right. I probably am. Okay, so do you think there's anything else that people would think from your public-facing image that might be different if they knew you better? It doesn't have to be, I'm just curious. Different from my public? Yeah. Uh, Things people might assume about you that maybe aren't true? No, I, I, I don't think I have anything to hide. Really. Okay, cool. Um, Alright, what do you think... There were three questions you could ask yourself in a year's time. So if we were doing this interview again in a year's time, what are three questions you'd want to know about your future self? Did you do things to better yourself career-wise? Um, did you meet your goals outside of trying outside of your career? Mm -hmm. And what are you looking forward to the most? What's something that you want to like want to achieve in the next year? Something specific. If you have to think of one thing. Ultimately, I'd I'd want to gain something like an internship or a summer program. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably something like that. Cool. Alrighty, and um, last question: If you could name one person in each year of college that you'd like to get to know a bit better. Um. Fresher year. Sam Orban seems like a really nice guy. I haven't really had too much to do with him. I had one Drew's tutor for a subject, but mm. always helpful. Seems yeah, seems really genuine. Um, Lucy Helm, she's like a good laugh whenever I see her, but haven't really had anything to do with her at all. Um, so yeah, would like to get to know her a bit better. And then Christina Lane, she's doing a similar um, degree to me, and she seems to be quite ambitious. So. Probably those three would be the three people I'd want to get to yeah. know. Awesome, that's a great list. All right, well, that brings us to the end, so um, thanks for coming on, Alex. Amazing, thanks.